At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play this is the edge with jonathan von tobel and matt humans on vsin the sports betting network well folks happy thanksgiving eve i don't know some of you celebrate that some of you might who knows but it's a good time of year there's a lot going on in the world of sports there's a lot going on pretty much everywhere matt humans jonathan von tobel with you we got a good show on tap today 30 minutes from now, Brad Biggs is going to be with us, Chicago Bears reporter for the Chicago Tribune. We know who the quarterback's going to be for the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving. Market adjusting accordingly. So we'll talk to Brad about uh, not only this game, but uh, big picture stuff for the Chicago Bears as well. As uh, Matt Nagy refuting reports that he is on the way out the door once the season is over. Yeah, I think one, one report was uh, he was going to coach his last game on Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, he was told that. And why would he confirm that? Right. And why would Bears management tell him that? Hey, you're going to – Thanksgiving's your last game. All right. That's just an illogical report. And uh, it's unfortunate, actually, that you, as a coach, you even have to answer garbage like that because uh, who would run a football organization and say, hey, by the way, coach, this is going to be your last game? Right. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that just doesn't, doesn't happen. Um, and it really doesn't make any sense for the Bears to make a coaching change at this point anyway. Yep. If you're going to do it, just do it after the season. Uh, I didn't think Nagy should have been back for this season, but uh, uh, that's all. That's all a um, stuff we can talk about with Brad Biggs, Bears beat writer, here in about a half hour. And uh, I think you're going to be. You are on the Lions plus three and a half. Did you bet that? I, I am. I have not yet. Are you uh, didn't bet I, it? I think okay. I want to see. I I did miss the boat because I wanted to bet the three and a half. So. Uh, it's still sitting at three. I'm kind of hoping maybe that, that hook appears by the time we get to Thursday. I did use them for points per weekly, right, the three and a half there against uh, the Chicago Bears. But regardless, I just I, this Lions team is something we've talked about, right? This has been a team that's been undervalued all season long. Uh-huh. It's been a team that the market has been way too low on, and that's why they actually have a really solid record against the spread. So uh, we'll get more on that game uh, with Brad coming up in 30 minutes, but I do think it's a pretty interesting spot there for the Detroit Lions. But I did want to stay you know, we on wondered, We yeah. wondered why that hook was even on there, why right. the Bears were three-and-a-half-point favorites. We talked about that with Chuck Esposito of Red Rock on Monday. He thought the line was a little bit high, too. Now it's come down to three in most spots, and – I think it's going to be one of those rare uh, days where uh, a lot of betters are going to be pulling for the Lions. Yeah. I, I, really, it's a lesser of two evils. Are you going to lay points with the Bears on the road, or do you want to bet the Lions? I I would bet the Lions, especially at three and a half, but now that uh, I'm not sure if that hook's going to come back. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to. I think I'll put a bet on it. I don't know. It's a big contest week, so I don't know if I'm going to be putting a contest or part of the contest entry on that. I can't start the day 
sweating no. out a contest pick on that. Well, it's tough to take the Lions if you're, if you're not getting a three and a half. Right. I can't use it as a contest pick because a push does you no good. Absolutely. Really, at this point, you're looking for wins. If you're gonna if you're gonna play a team as bad as the Lions, you want three and a half, not three. Uh, but we do have a little bit of news in the world uh, of the National Football League on Thanksgiving as well, and that has to do with uh, the middle of the sandwich of three games. That would be the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we saw the market pop to eight at a lot of spots here, uh, humans in favor of the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. A couple of those eights are still standing right now, uh, but seven and a half is the one that dominates the board. A couple of the eights have disappeared, so and I would agree with that disappearing. It seems like a pretty strong move in favor of the Cowboys, given what we know about this team. But the news here is that C.D. Lamb is, quote, on track to play this Thursday mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I saw that headline, too, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you suffer a concussion on Sunday, how do you get cleared in time to play on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Don't know, but the report says that uh, went through Wednesday's practice, set to meet with the team doctors and an independent neurologist for the final clearance after the workout today. So we might get news by the end of the day whether or not C.D. Lamb's <laughs> going to be available. How often does this happen? Where a guy has a concussion on Sunday and plays on Thursday. Yep, I'm with you. I don't know. I I guess the Cowboys really need their top receiver back, so they're (laughs) encouraging the doctors, hey, can you clear C.D. Lamb to play on Thursday's game? Uh, We really need him out there. You saw how bad our offense was in Kansas City with no Amari Cooper and no C.D. Lamb. Yep. So I I think, look, even with C.D. Lamb, uh, with or without him out there on uh, on the field, this seems like a pretty inflated number for Dallas. And, and I think maybe this is, has to do with the shortcomings of the Las Vegas Raiders over the last three weeks since right. they're by. Um, but if we're talking about well over that touchdown sitting around eight, with the Raiders offense that still has quite a bit of potential, even though they didn't show it against the Cincinnati Bengals, I think we're on the same page with the Raiders being uh, a pretty tempting play on Thursday. Yeah, this is kind of a contrarian play for me. And, in yep. fact, I did play it at plus eight. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on this. Nobody wants anything to do with the Raiders right now. I, everything's gone wrong for this team on and off the field. And I really don't want much to do with the Raiders either. But when everybody looks at th- something one way in the NFL, a lot of times you have to look at it the other way. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and play the Raiders here plus eight. Plus the Cowboys right now. <laughs> Uh, without Amari Cooper, they're limited offensively. And the running attack is just not what it used to be. Their offensive line's not playing up to its dominant standards. I heard Troy Aikman last week saying, this is uh, still one of the elite offensive lines in the NFL. And then every snap, it looked like a jailbreak. Uh, Dak Dak Prescott was under pressure. So I don't think that Cowboys offensive line, which is not a full strength, by the way, is not playing at a high level right now. The Cowboys aren't running the ball. you got no Amari Cooper. And if you look at Dallas on the defensive side, I think some of that great play we saw early in the year um, has dissipated a little bit because you don't have Demarcus Lawrence, you don't have Randy Gregory, guys like that out there. Micah Parsons' rookie is uh, playing great. He's been fantastic. He's been the biggest difference in that uh, Dallas defense from a year ago. But uh, I still think the Raiders got to be highly motivated here going into Thanksgiving. Your season's essentially on the line. You've lost three in a row. You're falling out of the AFC playoff picture. It's all falling apart. If the Raiders are going to, uh, to use a cliche, circle the wagons and show up, it's going to be on Thanksgiving, and nobody wants to get embarrassed on national TV. I think the Raiders actually um, should show up and play well and keep this within the number if they don't win the game. I, I think eight's just an inflated number. I, I would make it somewhere around five and a half or six. And by the way, the Bengals' score to a lot of people looked like a blowout. Oh, it was not. It, I, you had to sweat that thing out. The Bengals totaled 288 yards of offense. That's yep. it in that game. So it's not like the Raiders have uh, um, totally given up and, um, and getting blown out or getting blown off the ball on defense, even though I don't like their defense. It's not like uh, their defense was a sieve last week. So I, I think there are a lot of signs pointing to the Raiders maybe hanging in this game. I did like it better when I thought C.D. Lamb was not going to play. I, I'm not sure what he can contribute. To me, it's just ridiculous when you're talking about a league that preaches, quote, supposed player safety all the time, that a guy can get a concussion on Sunday and play four days later. Well, it's a late afternoon game. A little extra time. <laughs> He's got a couple uh, extra hours <laughs> yeah. to recover. Uh, and really quickly, because you bring up a great point, and I did want to give the Raiders credit because uh, Joe Burrow in that game, under pressure on 31.4% of his dropbacks, uh-huh. uh, and they had to go to running the ball because he was actually they were they were getting pressure on him. Like They were actually doing a really good job. Yeah. Uh, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe and company, 
and they forced him into some pretty bad looks. 2.3 yards per attempt under pressure in that game, only 14 yards uh, overall passing under pressure, Joe Burrow. So to your point about the Raiders, like their pass rush, I think, has been fraudulent to a certain extent, but they still have been able to take advantage of poor offensive lines at times, and they showed it again in that game against yeah, the Bengals. And I don't yep. think this Cowboys offensive line is uh, playing at a high level right now, yep. like I just said. If you watch the Chiefs game, man, they were all over Prescott. I think pro football focus – uh, ranked, uh, there were three players tied for the highest uh, pass rush rate in the NFL and uh, effective uh, rate. And I think it's Michael Parsons of the Cowboys, Max Crosby of the Raiders, and uh, I'll tell you right now, I think the third guy is Miles Garrett of the Browns. Is that right? I'll pull it up right now on the leaderboard and see. Uh, so exactly Max, Max Crosby is actually. Uh, He's been a consistent so force all season for that Raiders. Their defense. top three pass rushers by grade are Michael Parsons, Max Crosby, and Miles Garrett. Okay. So they, and they're all tied for first with the exact same grade at ninety two point uh, six is their grade. So to your point, and with total pressures, all three of those guys near the top. Crosby actually still leads the league in total pressures at sixty six. He's been phenomenal. Yep. Man. He, he's actually playing like a Pro Bowler. Yep, he is. Do you know who is third? Give you a guess. It well, actually, it'd be three. fourth because you got three guys. Well, I mean, in total first. pressures, in total pressures. Third. Uh, let's see. Let's go with. Uh, he's. I'll give you a hint. He's on your favorite team. <laughs> I don't have a favorite team. This, so uh, he's on your favorite team this year. Oh, okay. That's, okay, that's John. Uh, Matthew Judon. Judon. Yep. Yeah. Matthew Judon with fifty-two pressure. Yes, yeah, so New England Patriots. No. Judon's been great. I almost slipped and said Johnny Smith. Matthew Judon. <laughs> Matthew Judon. Uh, Matthew Judon's a guy. Uh, but yeah, he's been a, he's been a great addition to the Patriots defense. I, all of a sudden, you hear I watch NFL Network a lot, and you hear all these analysts talking about the Patriots defense playing at the highest level of any defense in the NFL. Uh, it's nice to see this thing come together for yes. the Patriots because through four weeks, it was uh, it was not happening. Yep. Uh, all right, really quickly, I, I know that we were going. We had the, the NBA slate here, Santos, so we'll push it back because I know we don't have a lot of time. Uh, let's update this uh, because we do have a lot going on. Battle for Atlanta started today. Maui Jim, Maui Invitational, the Mandalay Bay Classic, as you call mm-hmm. it, uh, is still underway. And you made this comment, and uh, I would agree with it because it has been pretty shocking to watch over the last couple of nights. Uh, Oregon right now down 63-39 to uh, to Houston with about seven minutes left to go in the second half of their matchup in the uh, Maui Invitational. Oregon defensively has been abysmal. Uh, they get run over by St. Mary's. Not run over, but for uh, that St. Mary's club at the pace that they play, 62 to 50 is run over. I just, I just want to yep. edit your comment slightly. Okay. Take out the word defensively. Okay. Oregon has been abysmal. Okay. All right. All right. Oregon Basically on both ends of yeah. the floor. Yesterday, the Ducks had 15 points in the first half. Yeah. Okay. Right now, they got 39 points with seven minutes to go in the game. They've been abysmal on both ends of the floor. And this is kind of strange for a Dana Altman team, but I was talking with Mitch Moss about this. Uh, you looked at the top of the Pac-12 before the season, and you thought UCLA, Oregon, and then uh, you know maybe USC. Arizona was down the list. Right now, Arizona looks like, like the best team in the Pac-12. UCLA was an embarrassment last night. Uh, lack of effort, uh, shoddy play on the defensive end. In transition. This guy, yeah, the transition defense was laughable last night. Mick Cronin should be embarrassed by what happened in that uh, supposed number one versus number two matchup. It looked like number one versus number 32. Uh, last night, but uh, the Oregon Ducks, this is just uh, hard to explain. They're down 24 points, actually 25 points right now to Houston with six and a half minutes to go. All right, show's not over by a long shot, but compete for a mountain of cash with the Paramount Plus Thanksgiving Throwdown. Fill up your plate and play free fantasy football to fight for a share of 5000 bucks. Head to DraftKings.com slash Paramount Plus now to get in on the action. Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. So tomorrow, there's no action in the NBA. Uh, Association players get the day off. What that means is 13 games, 26 teams in action tonight. We'll break down a couple of them on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Black Friday offers here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at slash subscribe. Don't get those uh, Knicks money line tickets on Christmas like I saw getting bantered about on social How media. How about the Knicks last night? Up 25 on the Lakers? Had to sweat that out? Uh, as I texted uh, our buddy Doug Kazarian yesterday, Knicks got some issues. <laughs> they, they have some issues, and they are exactly kind of what we thought they were in terms of a team that's uh, just really around 500, not that great. With that being said, those are some numbers. Let's do more numbers here. Um, do the numbers. Do you think analytics are overrated? I don't give a damn what the analytics say. Sick of hearing about numbers? And analytics don't, don't work, work at all. Right. Too bad. Jonathan Von Tobel does the numbers on the edge. Get those nerds! All right, so the other day, uh, it took everything within me to not just jump down the throat of Chuck Esposito. What are you talking about, <laughs> Trevor Simeon, dog? So we're going to get to Trevor Simeon momentarily, yeah. but I want to talk about their opponent first, and that would be the Buffalo Bills because the, the market is pretty strong here on Buffalo. We're up to six, six and a half in some spots mm-hmm. for this Thanksgiving game. Anything you and I are kind of in agreement here that the Bills – uh, maybe a little too uh, strongly rated by the betting market. Well, we've been talking about that for a while. Right. We just started talking about it this week. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of things I want to discuss. First off, let's talk about this lauded Bills defense. Uh, one of the best in the National Football League, if not the best. Let's take a look at their offensive opponents up to this point, Matt Humans. This is every single opponent they have faced up to this point, and they're ranking by offensive DVOA. You'll see a lot of double digits in there. Mm-hmm. In fact, you'll see a lot of 20s in there, too. The best team that they have faced offensively up to this point are the Kansas City Chiefs at 6th. The next best opponent was the Colts at 11th, who, as we know, ran roughshod all over them with their running game. (laughs) Yes, they did. Uh, The next best opponent, 19th, the Washington football team, and it gets worse from there. Uh Like, look at the opponents they faced. The Steelers, the Dolphins, the Texans, the Titans, the Jags, and the Jets, all ranking 19th or lower 
in offensive DVOA. And that's one metric, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you don't like DVOA, I get it. But this just goes to show you that this defense has not really faced this divis of competitions. And one of the things that I was concerned about at Bills, wrote in the preseason guide, and has shown up here against, you know, running attacks with a little bit of a pulse, their front, their front seven is a little undersized. And good rushing yeah. attacks are going to be able to take advantage. And we saw that with the Indianapolis Colts over this past weekend. So I think when you're looking at this from power rating the Bills for the standpoint of, man, Bills are really good defensively. They're going to shut Trevor Simeon down. Mm -hmm. Well, the first part of that is, we don't know how good the Bills are defensively. The two teams that they have faced, really good offenses. One of them destroyed them. So now as you move forward, let's look at Trevor Simeon because one of the things that I disagreed with Chuck about yesterday was you know, Trevor Simeon has actually been fine since he's taken over as a starter. So let's take a look at the three games. Forget like the last game. Take all of them into consideration with Trevor Simeon as a starter. His passing grade of 75.9 is actually higher over the last three weeks than the other guy we're about to talk about, Josh Allen, by a mile. His yards per attempt, that's conservative, 6.6 .6 yards per attempt. He's thrown seven touchdowns in his three starts to two interceptions. He threw one touchdown in, mm -hmm. you know, in relief in that uh, Bucks game. So if you're missing one, that's what you're talking about here. Only three turnover-worthy plays and a turnover-worthy play rate of just 2.2% or 2.2% of his dropbacks, he commits a turnover-worthy play. Simeon has done everything he has been asked to do uh, under Sean Payton. In the two games prior to the one against Philadelphia, outgaining both opponents in terms of total yardage, 5.78 yards per play in those two contests. So I think Simeon in this offense, despite the injuries that they've been dealing with, both along the offensive line and Alvin Kamara, have done a relatively decent job since he has become a starter. And I, I think that you would agree with that to a certain extent, right? Oh, I completely agree with it. In fact, uh, I think he's he's been playing at a disadvantage because the offensive line's been banged up and you don't have Alvin Kamara. If you think about Drew Brees when he was completing 70 plus percent of his passes in the Saints offense. A lot of those were dump-offs to Alvin Kamara. Yep. And he hasn't, Simeon has not had that the past couple weeks. That's a, that's a great security blanket for a quarterback. And uh, that's why I think it's valuable for Kamara to be back with the Saints on Thursday. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be out there. He didn't practice the past two days. I don't know if he practiced today. But that's why his completion percentage is 56. Right. So it's, it's a little bit low. Uh, but again, he, he doesn't have Alvin Kamara, so I think that's a big part of that too. But you have seven TD passes and two interceptions in your uh, in your three starts. That's that's very solid. You're not turning the ball over and uh, hurting your team. And I think he's going to play better in this game too, especially if Kamara's back. But the offensive line's healthy, and I also think the Saints can run the ball right at the Bills. Yep. And that's why I like the Colts last week because I've, I've I made this observation about the Bills early in the season. I think they've become a finesse team, and uh, you, you can overpower the Buffalo Bills defense. And the Colts did that last week, and I think the Saints have the personnel to do it this week, and um, that's what, another reason why I like the Saints. Now, obviously, this number, you're just talking from a sports betting perspective, this number's been inflated to six and a half, and I'm not sure why. Yep. and that's why do, You know, you and I talked about this. Why do people love the Bills so much? They were the Super Bowl favorites mm -hmm. last week. They have lost games to the Jaguars, Steelers, and Titans. And you look who they beat. You just put that graphic up there. Uh, look at the opposing quarterbacks that Josh Allen had yeah. beat this season. And uh, look at the opposing teams. Uh, the Jets twice. I mean, there's nothing on that resume that jumps out to you and says, hey, this is a 6-4 and four team that should be a Super Bowl favorite. Yep. You beat the Dolphins. You got the Dolphins, the Jets, Washington, the Texans. <laughs> the Jag you lost to the Jaguars. You lost to that team. Yep. I mean, yeah. Nine you lost to six. To yep. uh, in the last three weeks, Josh Allen has five interceptions and four TD passes. How the hell does this team uh, qualify as a Super Bowl favorite? Well, let's talk about Josh Allen. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the other part of this equation for me. I have used the V word with Josh Allen, and it's very fair. He is volatile. Yeah. And look at his last three weeks. As a passer, right? A passing grade of 61.2, well below the guy that Trevor Simeon, who a lot of people are crapping on after one bad performance. Yards per attempt, it's fine. It's 7.6 yards per attempt. But four touchdowns to five interceptions, to your point. Eight turnover-worthy plays over that span of three games, which is a turnover-worthy play rate, or he commits a turnover-worthy play on 6.2% of his dropbacks. Like, that's volatile, right? And you look at what has give Josh, given Josh Allen problems, it is Patrick Mahomes-esque. It is do not blitz. It is drop everybody back, force him to make mistakes, mm -hmm. force him to make decisions. The Indianapolis Colts in that game uh, barely blitzed him, right? They dropped everybody back, and they allowed him to sit in clean pockets and make mistakes on his own, and that's something that did not work really well for Josh Allen in that game. So I think when you look at this now against the Saints team that 
is middle of the pack in terms of blitz rate. They don't have to blitz if they don't want to. I don't think they're going to. I just think there's when we're talking about this from the perspective of should the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills be six and a half, potentially seven-point favorites on the road against the Saints, I just think that the market is kind of overreacting to what the Saints did against the Philadelphia Eagles this past weekend, yeah. right? And the name Trevor Simeon as opposed to looking what we mm -hmm. have in front of us. And I, and I think that, to me, leads to a play on the Saints on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and obviously, anytime you make a bet, you're going to have concerns right. on both sides. And, yeah, I have concerns about the Saints because uh, I'd, I'd like Alvin Kamara to be out there. The defense has um, given up too many big plays. As uh, Yeah, they're, they're second to last in terms of defensive average up to target. 9.2 yeah. yards downfield or uh, uh, opposing quarterbacks are averaging right. downfield against the Saints. And you also don't have a kicker. Correct. But sometimes not having a kicker can be a positive because you're forced to go for it on fourth down, and that can pay off. I hate field goal attempts. Uh, the Saints, though, when they, they did have one of the most reliable kickers in the league. Uh, right now, the lack of a kicking game, I think, uh, could be a little bit of a negative. Still, that's, that does not add up to a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, to me, I think the, the betting public's love for the Buffalo Bills baffles me a little bit. Yep. So uh, that, that's everything I had for doing the numbers. I just really wanted to focus on, on the Saints and, and this matchup with um, with the Buffalo Bills. But I will say this. One of the things that has kind of stuck out to me when I was going over some of the numbers with the Saints uh, is going back to their opponent because uh, the Giants after Monday night have been knocked down further on my list of considerations for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, but, I, I, <laughs> I erased the Giants. Uh, you got Freddie Kitchens calling plays. Yep. And, uh, everything's just falling apart for that team. But I will say, this is the one thing that I found pretty interesting. And these are numbers as well, so we can do these. The Philadelphia Eagles have been on a pretty good run, right? They're 5-2 and two against the spread in their last uh -huh. seven games. Four weeks ago, they were taken on the Lions. They closed as a three-point favorite on the road against Detroit. They're three and a half on the road against New York. I'm just asking, right. would you say that the Giants are a half point worse than the Lions? Because I would say the Lions are the lowest power-rated team in the National Football League, and that is not the case. So that's just one instance of when you're talking about market adjustments and maybe the market getting a little out over their skis on certain teams, the Eagles have done a really good mm -hmm. job over the last seven games. But now I think we're getting to the point where maybe, just maybe, a Philly team with a quarterback who, by the way, hasn't thrown for over 200 yards in four straight games, right, might be getting slightly overvalued on the road here in a divisional matchup. Um, yeah, I could agree with that. By the way, while you were talking, uh, a couple red numbers lit up on the screen. Circuit down to... Five and a half on Bills Saints. All right, they're listening. There we go. Huh? <laughs> and also, <laughs> Cowboys have dropped to seven and a half against the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, that was eight painted across the board uh, last night when I went ahead and took the eight with the Raiders. Uh, I, I wish I had not pulled the trigger a little bit too soon on uh, the okay. Saints plus five. I'm sitting on four and a half. <laughs> I bet a little bit more on the Saints plus six and a half last night. Um, yep. Anyway. Uh, I, I think it looks like that number is coming back down a little bit. Which is six and a half just didn't make sense. No. On, uh, the, I, I'll take the, uh, the the home dog Thanksgiving night on Bourbon Street. I think the Saints are live to win the game. Yep, I would agree. And it's it's Drew Brees night too. Look at that. Yeah, Added I, motivation. I don't know. I don't. I don't even think. Can about one stuff noodle armed quarterback and Trevor Simeon lead the uh, former noodle armed quarterback's team to a victory on Thanksgiving? It's in Drew Brees night. We'll see. Uh, by the way, Trevor Simeon average depth of target eight point eight yards downfield. So it's not like he's dinking and dunking, folks. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk a little Chicago Bears with Brad Biggs. This is the Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Our conversation with Brad Biggs is going to be brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches, smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With mm. that... Welcome in Brad Biggs, Chicago Bears reporter for the Chicago Tribune. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Biggs. And Brad, it's, it's good to talk to you. And uh, Humans was just off the air reading a report. Uh, it looks like we're all good, and Matt Nagy is not going to be fired after the game on Thursday, huh? Yeah, I, it's going to be the story that, that dominates the Chicago Bears uh, and their fan base uh, for the remainder of the season. Nagy's situation is extremely tenuous. 
and I think it's reached a point where uh, we know he's not going to be the head coach in 2022, and it's it's not a matter of if, but a but a matter of when they decide to announce uh, that they're headed in a different direction. Brad, how do you think that might impact the Bears as we go into the Thanksgiving morning game against the Lions? And also, I saw that you reported Justin Fields, rookie quarterback, has been ruled out with rib injury. Akeem Hicks, defensive lineman, ankle ruled out. And Allen Robinson, wide receiver, doubtful uh, for this game. How how do you feel about the state of the Bears heading to Detroit? Well, they're a mess. Uh, (laughs) They've lost five five consecutive games. Uh, Offensively, they rank. Uh, at or near the bottom of the league in every category that doesn't involve running the football. Uh, they struggle to score. I mean, you, you, you take their offensive stats and you stack them up against the Lions, and they're like mirror images of each other, right? And, and the Lions are terrible. They're terrible. They haven't won a football game. Uh, the Bears are on a short week. Uh, they uh, have had uh, a tumultuous Last uh, 24 hours or so, with the, with the report that Nagy would be fired uh, after Thursday's game, um, it, it was poorly handled at Hallis Hall by the organization yesterday. They, they sent out the special teams coordinator as the first guy to answer questions about the future of the head coach. Wow. Uh, the, the Nagy canceled meetings that were scheduled for after the team's second walkthrough and sent uh, coaches and players home. So uh, they would appear to be uh, in somewhat of uh, disarray right now, uh, which uh, it, it, in a short week, all this stuff happening and you having this bombshell dropped on one day, I think it becomes even more difficult to overcome than if, than if they're playing on Sunday and you can come in the, the next day and kind of recalibrate and, and get out to practice. Wow. You know, I read your story. and they're make, The Bears are making the Jets look like a finely tuned operation right now. The Bears look like the clumsiest, clumsiest operation in the NFL. Can you explain? I've never heard of this. Why would you send a special teams uh, coach out to answer questions about the head coach's future? Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, well, I mean, it's the Bears. It's kind of on brand for them, right? You, you know, uh, something something bad happens or there's some, you know, PR nightmare and they stick their heads in the sand with the thinking being that uh, in a short matter of time, by the next morning, the news cycle will have changed and, it, you know, the storm will be gone. Well, the, the storm's not leaving Hallis Hall, guys. Uh, because they, they, they can't get it right on offense, okay? The, the biggest problem with Matt Nagy is he's a guy with an offensive background, and they, they can't get out of their own way on offense. They, they can't score points, right? Um, and and they, they had a season-high 27 points before their bye week and a loss in Pittsburgh. Well, seven of those 27 came uh, – via special teams touchdown, uh, they, they can't go up and down the field and get the ball in the end zone. So uh, maybe with Andy Dalton starting, some things will be a little bit finer uh, in the passing game against a, a Lions team that's, that's just awful. Uh, but I don't know. Allen Robinson's not going to play. Uh, they've got Darnell Mooney who, who can make some plays for them, but their third and fourth wide receivers have done, you know, virtually nothing this season until Marquise Goodwin actually had a 100-yard game uh, this this past week in their loss to the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, I, I, there's no reason to have a lot of confidence in, in what they're doing. But can the Detroit Lions actually rise up and, and get a win? I, I thought the Lions would win. A couple of weeks ago when they had a team that looked like it was kind of stumbling and the Philadelphia Eagles come in and, and the Eagles won that game something like 44 to 6. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, 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 I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you. Brad Biggs with us, Chicago Bears reporter, Chicago Tribune. So, Brad, you know, one of the things that humans and I have talked about it for a couple of weeks now is the fact that while this Lions team is pretty bad, the market's been pretty low on them. They're actually 6-4 and four against the spread through their 10 games. Uh, are the Bears three points better than the Lions on their own home field? I, boy, I, 
I wouldn't put my hard-earned disposable income on that. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you know, the Bears' defense has the capability of playing well at times, but they're shorthanded on defense. You know, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks isn't going to be playing. I'd be a little bit surprised if Eddie Jackson, the free safety, uh, who has a hamstring issue, gives it a go. They've had one of their cornerbacks, Kendall Vildor, uh, get torched here recently and, and had blown coverages uh, in the secondary. You know, they, Robert Quinn's playing out of his mind, guys. He's got 10 sacks uh, in 10 games. First Bears player to do that uh, since Richard Dent back in 1990. Roquan Smith is playing really well at inside linebacker. He had like 17 tackles uh, in that loss uh, to the Ravens. But otherwise, they're, uh, you know, they just haven't down moments in games that are setting them back. So uh, can they clean that up and look at their ball probably in place of the Lions, I think. Hey, Brad, uh, we're going to have to cut you off real quick, Brad, see if we can reset that uh, momentarily. Again, a little bit of a technological issue. but It rarely happens. uh, (laughs) We'll try to reconnect with Brad here quickly. Brad Biggs, Chicago Bears beat writer uh, for the Tribune. And uh, I want to talk about the Red Rifle starting a quarterback tomorrow and whether the – you think Andy Dalton gives the Bears a better chance to win in Detroit than Justin Fields? What would your opinion be? I would lean toward yes, but here's the thing: yeah. Fields has been under pressure on nearly 40 percent of his dropbacks, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit more mobile yeah. than Andy Dalton. I would think. So Brad's back with us. So Brad, we'll get you your opinion on this. You know, the transition from Justin Fields to Andy Dalton, what the difference is there, and how he handles that pressure that has been unrelenting for Fields. Well. Dalton's a guy that's going to be better with hots, right, in terms of blitzes and getting the ball out quickly, knowing where it needs to, to go. But you said it. He's not nearly as mobile. Like, Fields is a threat to go out and, you know, pull the ball down and run for 20, 40, 60 yards on any play. And, and Dalton isn't that guy. Well, I mean, so, look, Andy Dalton's uh, going to get you gonna fired, right? You're going to win four games. Uh, on offense. Uh, it, Dalton's going to have to take advantage of his experience and knowledge and ability to read defenses pre-snap for the Bears to be tangibly better uh, as a passing offense. And they've, they've just been terrible trying to throw the football, guys. Yeah, they have. They've been bad in a lot of areas, and Khalil Max dumb for the season. All right, so JVT and I both uh, think the dogs are live on Thanksgiving, Brad. Uh, the Lions plus three. They were three and a half early in the week. The Raiders catching eight in Dallas. I don't think the Raiders are going to win, but eight's a big number. I think the Raiders can stay inside that. We both like the Saints catching six at home on Thanksgiving night against the Bills. Brad, I know you handicapped the board. What jumps out to you this week in the NFL as uh, maybe a best bet or two? Well, what are the New York Giants going to do changing offensive coordinators, right? I I don't know. Um, Philly's kind of hot. Philly's running the ball really well. I'm, I'm, you know, you look at the Eagles at, at three and a half. I, th- I think that's what it was at. I've been kind of dialed in on this mess uh, that's right. up at Hollis Hall. But uh, that, that kind of jumps up to me. You know, you get to Sunday, though, and everything, pretty much everything's within three, three and a half points, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one thing I wonder about, um, and I'd, I'd have to look at it more if I was going to dabble, but Sean McVay with an extra week to get ready for the Green Bay Packers, um, the Rams that pick them, uh, that's an interesting uh, game to me. You know, you give McVay's a pretty pretty sharp guy with extra time to get ready. I wonder if he can uh, take advantage of that. Brad Biggs again, Chicago Bears beat writer, Chicago Tribune. Brad, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for the time, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. All right, you too. Thanks, Brad. At Brad Biggs, up on Twitter. Wake up early tomorrow morning, JVT, with the wife and kid, and uh, flip on the Lions game, gather around the fireplace. Get everybody together? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This Watch Dad lose his ish over an early <laughs> Thanksgiving game between the Lions and the Bears. Uh, all right, we'll come back. It'll be we... like Mike Palm. You'll be cursing, <laughs> throwing stuff around in front of the kids. I'll have to get another wife like Mike Palm. All right, we'll come back and get the best bets on the other side. <laughs>
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All the football and basketball action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. From epic touchdowns to spectacular slam dunks, the king of sportsbooks takes every play to a thrilling new level. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com. Enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1 800 Gambler is the number of promotional offer not available in Nevada. All right, Matt Humans. Best bets time. Recap from last night. Easy winner for you last night. Yeah, well, he Pistons. It's funny. So the Pistons hit their first three three point shots, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> like this is this is really going to happen. Pistons are going to have one of their greatest offensive performances. And actually, they did a pretty good job, but uh, ultimately uh, blew a pretty solid lead in the fourth quarter. Got wrecked by Miami. Lost the game outright, but game flies under the total of two oh eight. So when there, we're up to twenty six thirteen on the show for the season. So hopefully, the good vibes continue through. Um, the rest of the year, actually. Wednesday's plays, Nets minus one against the Boston Celtics. We will start here. So the market is pretty strong, clearly, uh, on Boston. It's actually open two. We're down to one. But I would say this. So the problem with the Nets is not from a straight-up perspective. Actually, they have 13 wins on the season. They've actually been performing at a relatively solid level in terms of getting actual wins. The problem has been they've been handing out some really big numbers, right, against some lesser opponents. This is not the case now, right? Now the market's all in on kind of coming in against this Nets mm-hmm. team. Now you're down to one. And keep in mind that this is still a team that, despite the fact that they are 0-3-1 against the spread in their last four and only have one cover in their last six games, have an offensive rating of 113.1. They're outscoring opponents by 5.2 points every 100 possessions over that stretch. So still a relatively positive team. Now you're not laying that big number. So I thought that maybe, remember Monday we were talking about the Cavalier spot. You know, maybe that's the yeah. buy low spot, but ultimately didn't get involved. This is, I think, the buy low spot I've been looking for for Brooklyn. So okay. I'll go ahead and lay one with the Celtics, excuse me, with the Nets against the Celtics on the road. And then the Trailblazers, actually, you get a better number now. I laid two. This is down to one and a half uh, at pretty much everywhere. And I think a lot of this move here in favor of the Kings has to do with the Portland Trailblazers and their record on the road, which has not been good. Uh, how about this? At home, they are 9-1 and one straight up, 8-2 and two against the spread with a plus 11.7 net rating. On the road, 
The opposite, one and seven straight up and against the spread with a negative 11.5 net rating, and the only win in cover has been against Houston. But as I mentioned the other day when we talked about Portland, Damian Lillard slowly coming out of a shooting slump. Again last night, five of eight from shooting from deep. C.J. McCollum had a good game. It's a Kings team that has won and eight straight up and against the spread. Their last nine with a poor defensive rating. I think this is a spot where Portland can exercise a little bit of the road demons here against the Kings team that's you know reeling a little bit, especially now with the shakeup of the front office and now that Luke Walton's not going to be out there. So two plays, two favorites, short. Nets minus one, Trailblazers minus two for tonight in the NBA. All right. Uh, you're off to a great start, hitting 67% so, yeah, far so far in the NFL or in the NBA. Nice job. NBA is not volatile, so that'll keep going, I'm sure. I was at the uh, – I'm just going to call it the Gonzaga game. It was, okay. not the, it was not the UCLA Gonzaga game. It was just the Gonzaga game last night. And uh, one of the guys we were talking with, said, JVT's been hot on the NBA. I said, well, I think he's actually going to be pretty consistent. Not just hot, he's going to be consistent because he's doing the work every day. And when you do the work every day, you get in a rhythm. You get a good yep. feel for all the teams, right? Yeah, yeah. You really, actually, it does. It is nice to see, like when you're when you handicap things, <clears throat> and it plays out almost exactly what you're talking about. When you see in the numbers, and they start to transpire over the course of 100 possessions in a game. So, uh, yes, hopefully that is consistent. Last thing about your um, the the Kings game, you like Alvin Gentry as the interim coach? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think Gentry's. I thought I thought he got a raw deal in New Orleans. Like I, th- I thought he did a pretty good job. It's funny. Remember, like he was the head coach of that team when they got hot going into that Orlando bubble, and everybody yeah. loved the Pelicans, right? So yeah. Gentry's a good coach. He's done a good job at the spots that he's been at, and he raises the floor. I think of the teams that he has around him. So I think uh, eventually you'll see that play out for Sacramento. As far as the NFL goes, uh, got a bad number because I bet this uh, early on Monday because I thought that the market was going to be in agreement with me that the Bills were a little overvalued. They are. It just came when they got to six and a half. Mm-hmm. As opposed to four and a half. So bad number there, but uh, throw on two for today. Colts plus three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Raiders plus eight against the Cowboys. We've talked at length about the Raiders spot, and you're in agreement with me on this Colts play too. Uh, this is an undervalued Colts team. Go back three weeks ago, Tennessee Titans, when they were fully healthy at the peak of their powers, the Colts were a three-point favorite at home. Yeah. Now they're catching three against the Bucs, a team that has not played well on the road this season that I think is going to have some trouble with this offense that has been a little undervalued. So I think the Colts are a play-on team, man. Bet them at 40-1 to to win the AFC over the weekend, and I think this is a team that's in good form. Yeah, I agree. with one, one thing the Giants could not do Monday night was they couldn't run the ball at the Bucks' defense. Yep. And you know the Colts can do that. And uh, I, ho- I hope you have a big week in the NFL again because we have similar plays. <laughs> I, took, uh, I took five, and I also took six and a half with the Saints against the Bills on Thanksgiving night. Yep. I've also got the Colts plus three against the Bucks and the Raiders plus eight. Uh, also tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Now, you I know what? We're going to have another similar play, too. Later okay. In the week. I, I put up five plays here. Saints, Colts. Um, Raiders, I'm going. To, I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers here plus four and a half, and I'll explain this one a little bit more tomorrow when we have more time. And the Packers pick them over the Rams. I'll talk about those a little bit more tomorrow. But I wrote some of those up for the Vsin website as well. But uh, you see, A Rod's toe today. What's that? You see, A Rod's toe. He showed his toe to the media today. It looks, it's bruised. It looks ugly. Yeah, it looks bad. Uh, Rex Ryan got a little yeah. excited, but that was <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I think the uh, I think the dogs are live on Thanksgiving. I agree. We're, we're going to be in here tomorrow, and I, I think it's going to be a good day to be a dog player on Thanksgiving. So we'll ride with the. Uh, I'm probably going to put something on the Lions. I think they they got to win this game. Like Brad Biggs uh, said, our previous guest, the Bears are a complete mess right now. This Matt Nagy situation has got to be a negative. If the Lions can't win now, when can they win? Maybe Week what. 18, right? We talked about that. If the Packers don't care in Week 18, right? That's about it. But. Uh, DeAndre Swift has actually been a big boost to the yep. Detroit offense and the way he ran the ball last week against the Browns, too. But anyway, tomorrow, probably have something on the Lions. Uh, definitely going to ride with the uh, Raiders, plus eight, and Saints, uh, plus the points against the Bills. I like it. College hoops, disaster last night with UCLA, but I said it was a small play. At least you don't have to sweat it out. No, I, actually, Wes Reynolds and I went to the game, and uh, we had seats about 10 rows off the floor, and... I think eight minutes into the first half, I said, Wes, uh, let's go up to the, the Jamison bar. I'll buy you a couple drinks. Uh, I don't want to watch this anymore. So we, we just went up to the bar and watched the rest of the game. It was over. It was 24-8. UCLA brought nothing last night. You talked about the transition defense. Uh, what defense? Yep. Gonzaga ran up and down the floor, and UCLA was sleepwalking. It was embarrassing last night. And I think it's going to be a different story against Duke on Friday. And like I said, I'll have a bigger play on Duke plus the points against the Zags on Friday. Um, college football stays the same so far. We'll add to this list tomorrow with uh, Boise State minus 2.5, Ohio State minus 8, and Penn State pick them 
Uh, those are the three plays so far. All right, so I have something for you here, but before we unveil it, I do have to say I made a glaring mistake on my power rankings here. I forgot something. So I will say yeah. honorable mention right off the top. It is not on my power ratings. Uh, macaroni and cheese definitely belongs on this list. But I have my Thanksgiving food power rankings for you. Wow, t- turkey's number 10? That's turkey's, turkey's lucky to be ranked. Turkey is one of the worst things at Thanksgiving. It is awful. It's dry. Serious? It's terrible. It needs gravy, which, by the way, is the second power-rated food on my JVT Thanksgiving power ratings. Oh, you guys found a picture of me? That was pretty easy, right? Just Google that, huh? Uh, number one, there is no question. It is stuffing, but I'm not talking about – if you put apples and raisins and garbage in your stuffing, we're not talking about you. We're talking about legitimately good stuffing. You want to throw a little sausage in there, that's fine. Stuffing is number one. Gravy, number two. Really good gravy. Not like the canned stuff, right? But the gravy you make with like uh-huh. the drippings and the juice, all that. Oh, yeah. So let's go with number two. Number three, green bean casserole. Oh, no. God, no. Well, I know you're anti-green. How is that on the top ten? Because well, you're anti-green vegetables. I get it. It's not even, it doesn't even count as a vegetable. There's, there's, no, there's no health benefit to green bean casserole <laughs> in any way whatsoever. So we'll go green bean casserole, three. Mashed potatoes, four. Pumpkin pie, number five. Nice little neat whiskey at the end of all your meal. That's number six. It accounts as food for me because there's a lot consumed. I know sure. I have to work tomorrow, so it won't be a lot. Uh, seven, ham. Eight, rolls slash bread. I, th- I prefer rolls on Thanksgiving. I don't know where you stand, oh. Matt Humans. Number nine, apple pie. And then number 10, turkey. It's got to be hot apple pie. Got a lot of questions about that list. First of all, you can eat rolls bread any day of the year. Uh, why, but why, there's, huh? some, there's something about the rolls on Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving rolls. Do you really rank pumpkin pie that far ahead of apple pie? Yes. Where's cherry pie on the list? Cherry how about, pie. How about pecan pie? Nah, it just barely huh? missed out. It might, you know, turkey got the slight bump because it's a protein, but it was there. All right, there's my list. Number ten, cherry pumpkin pie, tied, tied. to number ten. Interesting. How about potato salad? You don't like that? Deviled eggs, number eight. I don't think these are Thanksgiving foods. Yeah, they are. <laughs> a hot fudge Sunday. <laughs> number seven, hot fudge Sunday. Number six, ham. Number five, pecan pie. Number four, hey, mashed man. potatoes with brown gravy. Yeah. It's got to be the brown stuff. Uh, number three, turkey. Number two, wild oh, turkey whiskey. I like it. And number one's got to be the McRib. You know that. That would be the first thing I have tomorrow is two are, are, McRibs. Is, your, is huh? your setup like Trumpy in with like a, just a giant tray of McRibs like all wrapped up and <laughs> nah, ready to go? Nah, nah. <laughs> Under a heating lamp? <laughs> so everybody dig in. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it. We're all done. Um, <laughs> check out VEASAN.com for all the great stuff we do. VEASAN.com slash subscribe as well. Points Spread Weekly is out. It's Wednesday, so make sure you get that in uh, as well. It's a good read. Very long and a lot of good analysis. And write-ups in that bad boy, too, at visa.com slash podcast. If you missed out on any part of your favorite show, like The Edge, you can find them all up there and take a listen. We are all done. We'll be back, though, tomorrow on Thanksgiving. So don't worry. You won't miss out. We'll be on during the games, have some insights as they play out. My Guys in the Desert, coming next. We'll see you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.